Welcome to the ENA Podcast with your host, Dan Campana. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode. And it's a milestone day uh, on the calendar every year for ENA. It is the opening day of registration for Emergency Nursing 2023 in San Diego, coming up later this year in September. And we do it every year to kick off registration and really start to get the juices flowing for people about everything that they'll experience at conference. Uh, we welcome in the co-chairs from the Conference Education Planning Committee to talk about all the hard work that they and the committee put together uh, to come up with the roster of, of sessions and experiences and all the great things that uh, thousands of emergency nurses are going to experience at the San Diego Convention Center, uh, September 21st through the 23rd. So I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm going to welcome in Brett Pickens and Kat Hammond, the co-chairs of the Conference Education Planning Committee. Kat, Brett, welcome to the ENA podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dan. So I'd like to tell you that your work is done just because we're at registration launch, but you know, there's so much more to come over the next several months. But um, Kat, let me start with you. Uh, tell me a little bit about what it's been like to go through the process of helping build this this event uh, with the committee. I think you know the the committee spends so much time planning out the sessions and trying to figure out where things should go and how they'll line up so people can see the most variety in sessions and they can easily easily plan their day around that variety of topics. Um, and I think I never realized how many abstracts we actually received um, and just the variety, but also the themes of the abstracts. I think that's been really interesting. Um, and I also um, think that you know, behind the scenes, we do a lot of work. We all are on separate little subcommittees and doing other little projects. Like um, I'm heading up the edutainment subcommittee right now, and we're planning on a fun night of education and trying to gear that towards a subject that we didn't cover last year, for example. Brett, from your standpoint, you guys put together a schedule that's got a hundred something sessions, um, you know, cat reference, you know, what it's like to go through all those things. Uh, does that help uh, build some excitement for you to go, wow, look at all the great things that people want to share with, you know, emergency nurses and, you know, from an education standpoint or from a, uh, you know, a theme standpoint, you know, what, what was, what was that process like for you? So when we looked at the abstracts, as Kat said, we had lots of abstracts submitted this year, which is great. Um, but it was more that we had to um, kind of pick through. And there were great ones that didn't get accepted because we just didn't have the time. Um, but when we slotted them, we tried to be make a nice variety. That way you wouldn't have several of the same kind of genres going on at the same time. So people wouldn't have to kind of pick and choose. However, what's great uh, this year and a couple of years previous is even if you don't get to go to a session, you can go back and listen to it later. So even though you may have two sessions that you can't pick from, you can still watch both of them. That's right. Digital access is, is something that really uh, was captured, you know, by a lot of people last year. Um, digital access, obviously a part of every registration uh, that people sign up for, uh, available through the end of January. So there's a ton of time to go and catch up on all the things that uh, you maybe from a timing or other perspective weren't able to get to. Um, I guess that's a good problem to have when you have so much stuff that you can't fit it all into one program and you can't fit it all into one day as an individual attendee. 
So let me go down that route with you guys each. Uh, you know, Brett, I'll start with you this time. Uh, what, what's your first sort of conference experience? What, what really stood out to you the first time you went to uh, an ENA annual conference? So ENA conference to me, it's a lot of things. Um, the education is phenomenal. Um, usually it's in a cool place this year. It's in San Diego, great weather, um, just a nice place to be. Uh, but what sticks out to me most about educational conferences is the networking and the friendships that I make at uh, the conference. And even those friendships last, I mean, uh, we rented a house with a bunch of my ENA colleagues during COVID. Uh, we all got COVID tested and went and rented a house and hung out together because we couldn't be together at ENA. So we got together on our own and had our own little ENA conference at a house that we rented. So it's a lot of family and community. Kat, what, what are some you know memories that you have from uh, attending conference over the years? Um, I would echo what Brett said. One of the things that keeps me coming back to ENA is not only great education, but a lot of friendships. Um, I have friends who are ENA members in other countries now. And it's a time that I get to see them and uh, we get to talk about something we are very passionate about. Um, and I also find that we get some great speakers at these conferences. And like, I remember speakers I saw five or six years ago and what I learned from them. And so between the education and just the friendships and the community, I, I love ENA conferences. They're a lot of fun. When, you, when you're a part of the committee, you get to apply a little of what you picked up as an attendee. So let's kind of shift gears in that standpoint. As a, a, t a longtime attendee and a part of the committee, uh, what are a couple of things that uh, you see as part of the agenda, as part of the schedule that really jump out at you? And it's like, you know, as an average attendee, I would love to go and see this, but I'm really excited to be able to put this out there as a part of the committee. Legal Boot Camp uh, was a huge success last year. Um, I mean, it was packed. And this year we're doing it again. We're kind of doing a little flip on legal boot camp. It's still going to be there, but we're doing, we kind of twisted up the theme a little this year, but I still think it's going to be packed. So is there a camp miss session for you, Kat, when you look at the, the overall agenda that kind of stands out to you? Um, I would actually echo legal, legal boot camp as well. Um, I didn't get to go to it last year because I was helping in another room. And so I'm really excited to try and get to go to legal boot camp. Um, there's also some really interesting pharmacology offerings that I'm looking forward to and uh, some toxicology offerings that look interesting to me. When you think of the totality of how we put these things together uh, from the general sessions down to the, uh, you know, all the different education and the hands-on, what, what's the mindset of the committee when you think about finding the right balance between different themes and different types of content? Uh, you know, as, as an attendee, you know you want as much diversity as possible, but you know, how, how did the committee work through that? Because the committee is, is large and there's a lot of perspectives there. So Kat, why don't you start on that one? You know, what's the conversation like when you are trying to narrow it down to get the, the biggest bang for the buck, so to speak? So when we had multiple abstracts about um, similar themes or similar topics, we actually just went through the abstracts again to see, you know, how encompassing that topic would be and how much information that we could get out of a topic and how how much general interest there might be around that topic. And then we tried to make sure that we, you know, had at least one um presentation if it was a really popular topic and sometimes we had two and just kind of tried to space them out throughout the uh, schedule. Okay. 
And you mentioned edutainment. That was something that's come on board the last couple of, of in-person conferences in particular. Why mm -hmm. do you think that's resonated, you know, being a part of that subcommittee, but why do you think that's resonated, uh, you know, to attendees in the, the last few live events that we've had? Um, I think it offers a different type of learning that's uh, interactive and also really fun. ED nurses, by and large, like to have a good time. They like to laugh. Um, ED nurses see a lot of bizarre things and we like to talk about them, but we also like to learn. And I think edutainment gives us a good time to laugh with our coworkers while also talk about um, really important topics and topics that we can cover in a way that we can be fun and engaging and also kind of look at from different perspectives. Brett Katz said the magic F word when it comes to ENA events and that's fun. The last few years, clearly, everybody understands how you know uh, how much of a roller coaster it's been for a variety of reasons. How do how do you envision fun when you think about conference, and how do you bring that into the conversations as part of the the committee to make sure that you're serving the number one purpose, which is creating a great you know high quality educational event, but also integrating some fun elements to it that you know are part of the education, but in other places as well. So um, last year, uh, we were kind of, the committee as a whole, we were blown away at participation of the after hours events, the fun events. Um, so edutainment was packed. Uh, the attendee meet and greet that we did, which really was just a time for new attendees to come down and get to know each other. We played, um, I think it was bingo or something. And we ran out of bingo cards even before, way before the time started. Uh, we did not expect the level of participation. And this year, we're, we're going to be a little more um, robust with our planning because we expect that those large numbers. And one thing that we're planning for that we started uh, last year was the military meet and greet. So since we're in San Diego, we're going to uh, focus really heavily on the military meet and greet and be prepared for that because we think it's going to be a huge success. It's that level of thinking that uh, most people won't never understand that the, co that the committee goes through to think about everything that goes into the event. Um, give a shout out to some of your, you know, your, your committee member uh, mates. I mean, this was not something that happens just with two people. You guys are, are the co-chairs this year, but um, you know, Kat, why don't you, you kick off on this one? Uh, talk about the, the committee as a whole and, and you know, the diversity of thought and, and perspective and, and how that really benefits the end product. So we have uh, committee members that are from all over the country, and we even have an international committee member. And I think the other thing to say about our members is that we have members on the committee that are from really big cities and really tiny, tiny towns. And the experience of healthcare is really, really different in those different areas. And I think that's one thing that we talked a lot about in our committee in when we met um, was how would you know this presentation go for somebody who works for like an academic medical center versus somebody who works in a rural ER of a town of 12 people. Um, it's a very different experience and I think that was one thing that um, I think has been really, really helpful in our committee. And we also have some advanced practice members on our committee, and they've worked really, really hard to make sure that we have content for our advanced practice attendees. Brett, I'll, I'll start with you to kind of wrap up here a little bit. Um, what are one or two tips you would 
throw out there, whether it's a first time attendee or somebody who's done it a lot, um, you know, as the co-chair, you know, uh, what, uh, what's something that you would want people to think about as they're, they're getting ready to, to register and, um, you know, a tip, a trick, an insight that you think is important for, for anybody who uh, is ready to venture out to San Diego in a few months? I would say if it's your first event or your first uh, uh, of a couple of events, is just get involved. Go talk to somebody. Um, because sometimes, I, I mean, I went to my, my first event is I just went around and talked to people. And I met uh, people who were on the board and uh, were on various committees. And I got their perspective on what I needed to do to participate. Um, this committee, I'm kind of sad that I'm wrapping up my tenure on this committee, but this committee does phenomenal work and this committee has a lot of fun. Um, so I, I just would encourage people to pick out what you like every fall. They send out a call for, um, committees and just pick out what, what's important to you and, uh, apply and, uh, get to work. Kat, what about you? What are some uh, tips or tricks you'd put out there for uh, for people who are planning to go to San Diego or maybe are on the fence? They, they've never tried it before and, and you want to kind of nudge them in the right direction. I would say, um, you know, start talking to people. If you know anybody that's involved in ENA, start talking to people. See, you know, which conferences have they been to, what their experience has been. Um, and definitely just go and talk to people. I think the first time I went, I didn't know anybody that was at the conference. And the first person I really talked to was actually one of the room monitors. Um, and he really encouraged me to get involved in ENA and get involved on the committee side of ENA. And I did. And it's been such a great experience. Well, I'll throw this out to both of you just to get your reaction it's 154 days away. Does it feel like it's tomorrow or, you know, are you just both, you know, ready to see it happen because of all the work that you put in so far? I'm ready to see it happen, but I am not ready. For I know we have a lot of things to do. Well, uh, you know what, you're, you're both saying a lot, Hey, there's still a lot to go. That's great. That, you know, and you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to rush it up, rush it too much because you got a lot of fun things to experience between now and then. And certainly from the attendee side, there's a lot more information that's going to come, you know, come out over the next couple of months. Uh, opening session speaker, closing session speakers, uh, the theme for the, uh, the the foundation party, all of the different things that are going to be going on, um, you know, that really make this such a, a, a wide ranging and fun experience for our members. Uh, so we're just getting started. And I appreciate Kat and, and Brett for you uh, joining us here on the podcast today to get things going. Thank you. So Thanks, Sam. That'll do it for this episode, but I'll steer everybody to ena.org slash en23 for everything you need to know about Emergency Nursing 2023. Uh, a quick look at the education lineup. Uh, the, the pricing, uh, early bird pricing is in effect. The sooner that you register, the, uh, the, the more that you'll save on your registration. Um, just a ton of information there. Certainly keep an eye on your email and ENA social media as well. Um, there will be no shortage of information uh, coming out over the next several months. And you'll know that uh, you've heard from two of the people that helped made it all, make it all happen. So uh, again, I, I, I thank Kat and Brett for being a part of the episode. And I thank everyone for listening and hope you'll join us next time on the ENA podcast. To learn more about ENA or to become a member, visit ena.org backslash membership.